Someday, in the not-too-distant future, we will be communicating via laser technologies, and that will include evangelism. Hello, my name is Frank DeFreitas, and I would like to welcome you to Wonders of the Bible. The history of our Holy Bible can be traced back to earliest times. Beginning with verbal transmission of information, it continued with tablets, scrolls, manuscripts, the printing press, audio cylinders, radio, magnetic tape, television, records, optical compact discs, analog digital video discs, computers, smartphones, wireless technologies, and now, in the 21st century, emerging technologies that rely on the transmission and computation of light-based circuits and holographic data storage. I thought I would begin this presentation by splitting it up into two parts. One will contain information about the project in simple, everyday language. It will not contain any technical information that might cause the listener fatigue in hearing about techniques and formulations. Therefore, if your only interest is in hearing about what it is and what it does, you can choose to discontinue listening to the program after Part 1. Part 2 will contain the technical information that has been eliminated from Part 1. And even with that, considering the nature of the topic, will most likely be in abbreviated form. So, if your interest lies in a more technical and scientific explanation, I will get to that right after the introduction of Part 1. Let's begin. Many years ago, I wasn't aware that the Christian Holy Bible was illegal in parts of today's world. As to how many parts of the world there are, I guess there are several answers to that depending on what organization is providing the information. Regardless, even if it's only one area, that is one area too many. I found myself fascinated when reading of the brave men and women who risked their lives to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to people who live in these areas. I would read about how they would smuggle Bibles that were stuffed into the rubber tires of Jeeps or placed in large sacks of flour, and so on. I had my own laser studio and lab since 1983. I worked with and taught about the Nobel Prize-winning field of holography. I saw applications of the technology that I thought might be transferred to somewhat of a stealth method for transmitting and receiving information. So I set out to produce a few sample pieces showing how the technology might work. The purpose of my project was to allow the Christian Holy Bible to reach populations in areas of the world where ownership of a Bible is restricted or illegal. It relies on what could be best described as laser-based stealth technology. The word stealth, in a broad sense, can be defined as something designed in accordance with technology that makes detection difficult. The actual technology in this case is termed holographic data storage. I have been demonstrating this by using a little box of candy. This box has a clear top that shows the fanciful colored candy pieces that are inside. No one would ever know anything about it other than it is a tiny box of candy. 
There is absolutely no indication of the laser and optical-based photonic science that it contains. One can take off the lid and help themselves to a piece of the candy inside. Then, as anyone would, they put the lid back on the box. However, with this particular box, the clear window in the lid contains an image that, for all practical purposes, is invisible. An image of Jesus Christ. I use this image of Jesus since it is one of the most recognized depiction of Jesus in the world. It is known as Head of Christ by artist Warner Salman. I happen to own a 35mm museum slide of this artwork, so it was handy to place into the holography system setup. In everyday circumstances of use, you cannot see the picture, nor is there any indication that it even contains a picture, at any viewpoint or at any angle. In fact, it doesn't contain a picture at all. What it does contain is known as an interference pattern caused by the laser light used to record it. I'll address these aspects in a few minutes. It is only when the lid of the box is held at a specific orientation and a beam of laser light is passed through the film that the image of Christ is projected out onto a wall, ceiling, or other surface. Any simple, inexpensive laser pointer will work. Now, keep in mind that this encoded film can also contain text. Therefore, scripture can and has been used as well. Another piece that I did was the Lord's Prayer. No one would ever know that this was anything more than a little box of candy. And until you know the specific way that the film is to be held, no one will ever see the image or text, even if they used a laser pointer. Keep in mind that a candy box is just one example of how this can be used. There are many, many additional applications. If you find this interesting and would like to see photos of the candy box and the resulting projected image, just go to wondersofthebible.org and click on the podcast link. You'll see a podcast named Evangelism and Laser Communication Technologies. Click on that podcast and it will take you to the page with the photos. Let's move on to part two. Now for the technical information. As mentioned earlier, this technology is actually termed holographic data storage. In this particular instance, I am utilizing analog imaging rather than storing and retrieving digital information. The film is referred to as a holographic optical element, and this technology is used in many modern industrial applications today, such as heads-up displays for automobiles and aircraft. The film that allows people to look through the top of the candy box and see the candy inside is a piece of light-sensitive photopolymer film. The resolution is quite high, in some cases with a resolving power of 10,000 lines per millimeter. Let me repeat that. 10,000 lines per millimeter. With resolution that high, of course, vibrational tolerances are rather tight. If any piece of equipment moves a fraction of a wavelength of light during the exposure, the recording is ruined. Therefore, work must be done on vibration isolation systems in a controlled environment. During the exposure to light, a cross-linking of the photopolymer molecules takes place. This sets up what is known as an interference pattern due to the coherent properties of laser light. 
when two separate waves meet at the emulsion during the crest of the waves, you have an increase in the amplitude of the wave and that is recording as such at that spot. When two separate waves meet at the emulsion during the crest of one wave and the trough of another, you have a cancellation, and so on and so forth for all wave amplitudes being recorded throughout the volume of the recording media. Unlike silver halide emulsion, photopolymer does not have to be fixed or reversal bleached. Once it is exposed, the interference pattern is locked in place. One of the more interesting aspects of this method is the ability to include storage of the magnification optics. Since a hologram is capable of storing three-dimensional information, this piece of exposed photopolymer also contains the optical path used to make it. Since the optics themselves within that path are recorded, they function exactly as they would as if they were physically there again. I recently had a chance to demonstrate this a few years ago at a meeting of the New York Microscopical Society, showing how the optics of a microscope can be recorded within a holographic image and then reconstructed in light to function as if the optics were there in front of you again. A second interesting aspect is that the image is not localized anywhere on the film surface. This means that any spot that the point of the laser light passes through is capable of reconstructing the entire complete image. This includes the ability to cut any size piece of film away from the main piece and it will still reconstruct an entire image. Cut a second piece of film away and it will reconstruct a second entire image. A third piece, a third entire image, and so on and so forth. Yet, if you put all of the pieces of film back together again, they all come together to form a single, entire image once again. If you have followed all of that, please believe me that this bizarre aspect of analog holographic data storage is true. However, it's really only bizarre to those working outside of the fields of lasers and holography. To those who work or at one time worked within the fields, it's just another day. Another interesting application is with greenhouses. Holographic optical elements can be placed on a greenhouse roof and make the sun appear overhead at all times throughout the day, as it makes its movement across the sky. This assists greenhouse vegetation in its upright growth, since it does not have to expand any energy following the sun across the sky. As for reconstruction of biblical scripture or imagery, a geometrical determination must be made initially during the setup of the optical system. This geometry must be used in order to reconstruct the resulting image. Even I have a hard time remembering the exact orientation of the box lid. So I have resorted to have to put a little mark to remind myself how to hold it. Even then, the image will not reconstruct unless the angle of the incoming laser pointer beam is correct. It works beautifully providing someone has a laser pointer and knows the geometric combination. It would be able to take Bible verses into areas of the world where it is very dangerous to have the Bible. And, believe me, once you see how stealth this technology is, no one will ever be the wiser. So, in closing, where does this go from here? Well, 
I'm not saying that in the future people will be walking around with hologram-covered candy boxes and laser pointers. Not at all. I'm simply saying, and using the all-too-familiar little box of candy to demonstrate, that we will most certainly move on from our current levels of technology and take on new and exciting technologies to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that many of these new technologies will have the ability to take the gospel into areas of the world where it has not been easy to do so, in the past or in the present. At the very least, it can serve as an encouragement for others to pick up the baton and continue to research and develop new technological ways to spread the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Many times, a technology once realized looks nothing at all like it did during its R&D phase, and so it will be for the photonic evangelistic technologies of the future. You see, technology has always been used for spreading the gospel. All of the methods that I had mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast are technologies of their day. It is very interesting to be able to work on the Christian evangelistic technologies of tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed this brief online presentation. If your group, church, or school would like a presentation, I have a small demonstration that I can bring. I have been providing presentations for almost 40 years. I'm living in a senior community at the New Jersey Shore now. I can travel to the Philly or New York areas as I'm close to both the Atlantic City Expressway and also the Garden State Parkway with easy access to east-west and north-south travel. Also, before I close... Please keep in mind that this is just one of many applications of laser and photonic communication technologies that will one day help to spread the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You'll find many more applications by visiting wondersofthebible.org and clicking on the link for holography. Once again, my name is Frank DeFreitas, and may God bless you today and every day. And remember to always love others, just as Jesus Christ loves you.